0: Welcome to Fireside Stories. This is the final episode of Season 1 and we'd like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners for joining us over the past 12 weeks. If you've enjoyed these stories, please do consider subscribing via Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcasting app so you don't miss the launch of Season 2. Also, if you do listen to us via Apple we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star review. The more reviews we get, the easier it is for others to find us. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this episode of Fireside Stories. This week's story is The Crying Boy, read by Jay Gatling.
1: It's the 4th of September, 1985, a Wednesday. The United Kingdom is in the grip of Margaret Thatcher's Conservative government. At the start of that year, Margaret Thatcher herself became the first post-war Prime Minister to be publicly refused an honorary degree from Oxford University. Whilst a few months later, in July, 13-year-old Ruth Lawrence was awarded a first in mathematics, becoming the youngest British person to earn a first-class degree and the youngest-known graduate of Oxford University. 1985 also saw the debut of BBC soap opera EastEnders, and the live-aid pop concerts in London and Philadelphia raised over £50 million for famine relief in Ethiopia. In fact, Wednesday the 4th of September 1985 was also the day the first photographs and films of the Titanic's wreckage were taken, 73 years after it had sank. But none of this had captured the imaginations of the British public quite like the story of The Crying Boy, published in the Sun newspaper that very same day. At the time, the Sun, with its readership of over 10 million, was without a doubt the most popular newspaper in the UK, and The Crying Boy had become one of the most popular pieces of art in the UK, found hanging on the walls of over 50,000 homes up and down the country. Popular, that was, until the sun's revelation in that morning's edition. Ron and May Hall lived in Rotherham, a relatively unassuming town in South Yorkshire in the north of England one fateful day their home was destroyed by fire. Destroyed, that was, with the exception of a single painting, which miraculously had been left undamaged. The painting in question was The Crying Boy. The Sun ran the story on page 13 under the headline, Blazing Curse of the Crying Boy, and no sooner had that day's edition hit newsstands the Sun's switchboard lit up with readers trying to get in touch with their own stories involving the crying boy painting. The very next day, the Sun told of a house in Surrey, in the south-east of England, that had burnt down six months after the boy was brought into it. Everything within the house had been destroyed in the fire, apart from the painting. A woman from Kilburn, her sister-in-law and a friend had all brought the picture and had all endured fires soon after that had caused extensive damage to property, with the exception of the painting. Even firefighters recounted how they had attended numerous incidents to find the crime boy unharmed in the midst of charred and blackened mayhem. Several psychics came forward and announced that the painting was of a wronged child, and its spirit, angry and seeking revenge, had become caught within the image. Every time the painting was duplicated, so the malignant spirit of the child was duplicated also. The spate of unexplained arson and misfortune continued. On October 24th, readers learned that the home of Kevin and Julie Godber had been wrecked by fire, but not their crying boy. By a chilling coincidence, wrote the reporter, the blaze occurred just a few miles from the Rotherham fire that had sparked the whole story just a few weeks before. A couple of days later, The Sun reported there had been an explosion in Heswall, a town in the north-west of England known as the Wirral, at the home of the Amos family. Two copies of The Crying Boy were retrieved from the living room and the dining room. Neither were damaged when everything else had been all but destroyed. The paper decided they had to act and volunteered to arrange a mass burning of the pictures, Within days, readers had sent thousands of them to form a large bonfire that was, inevitably, ignited by red-hot page-three-beauty Sandra Jane Moore. Witnesses at the event reported hearing what sounded like the screams of a thousand children coming from within the flames as the paintings melted and burned. The Sun issued a statement in their October 31st issue, saying that all the paintings they'd received had been successfully and safely disposed of, therefore putting an end to the curse. What the Sun didn't mention in their final piece on the Crying Boy was that after the debris from the public exorcism had been cleared away, one of the paintings was discovered to have remained intact despite being found in what would have been the centre of an inferno. This picture housed in a basic yet distinctive frame made of four overlapping strips of timber, is believed to be the print that was removed from the Hall's home in Rotherham. It is believed the intact picture was initially stored at the Sun's offices in Fleet Street, London. However, in 1986, Rupert Murdoch caused controversy when he decided to move both the Sun and the Times away from Fleet Street to new premises in Wapping, East London. His reasoning for doing so was never properly explained, but those that worked there at the time do not remember seeing the crying boy again, with many speculating the move was motivated, at least in part, by a need to rid the company of it. After the breaking of the crying boy story, several different versions of the painting were released, but none of them were of the original image. They sold well for a few months, but quickly became outdated and forgotten tat resigned to the dusty recesses of attics and cellars, making way for the next mass-produced fad. But what happened to the painting that survived the cleansing fires of 1985? For many years it was thought that that particular image had become lost and possibly even destroyed until it was rediscovered being pulled from the wreckage completely unharmed after a fire in North Kensington, London in 2017. It now resides in Alexander Mabry's Museum of Strange Things, stored in an airtight vacuum.
0: Thank you for listening to Fireside Stories, brought to you by Alexander Mabry's Museum of Strange Things. This week's story was written by Elliot Randall Wood and read by voiceover artist Jay Gatling. If you would like to find out more about Jay's work, please visit facebook.com slash jgatlingvoiceover spelt j-a-y-g-a-t-l-i-n-g-v-o-i-c-e-o-v-e-r that's facebook.com slash jgatlingvoiceover and if you'd like more from the museum you can visit us at maybreezemuseum.com for our blog and all our past podcast episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to catch up with you all again very soon.